Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. All with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from the one degree of glory to another. Now, Wade, let's hear your vision. Wade's got this interesting vision over here. Um, we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly, brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transformation comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen. So, I was... It's called the Passion Vision. I've just bought it now. So. Now, as I said, I'm very excited about this. So we've had teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we've had a lot of teaching on who the person of the Holy Spirit is. But for me, what is very important is, is how the Holy Spirit works to transform our lives. So last time I was up here talking and teaching, I hit you with lots and lots of verses. This time I'm actually going to probably do a bit of the opposite. The verses are all down on the notes over here, and I'm going to hit some of the verses, but there's some principles that I want to, to talk about tonight. And if you can leave with those principles, uh, I believe that it will transform your walk with the Lord. Because the aim of this particular talk is that I want to see God's glory revealed through you, that you are glorifying God you know, Moses went up the mountain, and when he came down, no one could look at him because he had met with God, and he was radiating the glory of God. And that is actually what this verse is talking about. We meet with God, and he's transforming us by his glory. And, you know, we, people, I've actually seen people that are so full of the Lord that they are radiating glory out of them. Now, um, I have got control of my own destiny here. So we're talking about the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. And this is the final t- teaching, but the Holy Spirit makes holy people. Okay, so one of the works is that the Holy Spirit is actually making holy, sp- holy people. That means we are being transformed into holiness. Um, we are set aside. We are not of this world. And I liken it to, to a stairwell. So what's happening is you're either climbing up the stairs, spiraling up into, with, into the glory of God, or, or you're drifting or spiraling down away from God. But we don't stay static in our walk with Christ. So what happens is there is no sort of middle ground. You're either on your way up in terms of a transformed life, or you, you're stepping down. Now, some, just some interesting verses here. Um, we've, yes? Yes. No, we're we holy at the cross. Sorry. Okay. Steve got nervous there. Okay. <laughs> we are born again at the cross. And sorry, you know, we have been doing this teaching. Um, Already, but at the cross, we already are set. We are born again into a new creation, and we are set aside as holy people. But we, our character is what is being transformed. 
our minds are being renewed, and our character is being transformed. So it's, it's not an issue of, you know, am I a Christian? Am I, you know, will I fall out of favor with God or whatever? God loves you. You already have his unconditional favor. Yes. He, he, he transforms our character, and it's... it's, it's <laughs> so, so, yes, it's an issue of our, of our character. So, look, I'm just going to go and, and pop a quick verse here. Um, so, if, for example, let's go to, to Paul and see what he has to say about this. Um, here we go, saved passages. So, Philippians uh, 3.12 says, Not that I have already obtained all of this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So Paul recognizes that he hasn't got there yet. Now, that, that he is born again, yes, he is going to heaven, but there's still work in his character that, that God is massaging and doing. And we see it in Paul's ministry. You know, he has a fallout with Barnabas. And every now and then he, you know, he has a bit of a temper um, for what we can see. But he knows where he is. He's running this race. And he is, he is pushing on to grasp that which God has set before him. Which Christ has already claimed. So Christ has won that prize for us. And the Holy Spirit is transforming us into the full image of Christ. So, so we, Paul hasn't got to perfection yet. And um, when we are in heaven one day, you know, we are made, we are whole in the, in the presence of God. There is no flaw in us. You cannot stand before a holy God in that presence. You know, um, we are already without blemish because of Jesus. We already carry the image of Jesus with us in what Jesus has done for us. So, Ephesians 3, 6, 16 talks about this expert builder, who's the Holy Spirit at work for, in us. Um, let me just quickly go there. So now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever so what it's talking about it's talking about the holy spirit at work within us so this is why jesus was so excited he said ah look i've got to go i'm going to send the holy spirit this helper and you know that he understood that with the holy spirit inside of us all things are possible greater things than this we're going to do now what is very interesting is that jesus had the ministry had the helper with him throughout his ministry. And, and Jesus represents as the first fruits of, of our walk as Christians. So, for example, if we look at the Immaculate Conception, you know, it was Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit who conceived Christ. So Christ was born through the Holy Spirit. And we are born again through the Holy Spirit. We see, we see the Holy Spirit coming down and alighting on, on, on Jesus. And we also have that Holy Spirit when we are born again, come upon us and fill us up. Well, we are full, but he transforms us and comes upon us. As Steve preached and taught, I think it was about two, two Mondays ago. 
And then we have, we see Jesus praying through the, the Holy Spirit. He, he would often do, you know, he actually talks about, I don't do anything in my own strength. I do what I see the Father doing, and he's being led by the Holy Spirit in his ministry. So he's not going off and doing his own thing. And then we see, we see actually, the Bible talks about Jesus being crucified through the Holy Spirit, in the sense that he was able to hang on that cross through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and the same thing is the Holy Spirit helps us to die to our earthly selves, and then the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, in the same way the Holy Spirit raises us. So we, Jesus was the first fruits of that, and we have that same Holy Spirit, exactly the same Holy Spirit that is working within us. And that's why Jesus says greater things than this you can do, because he has gone through all of that, this experience of walking through the Holy Spirit, and now he's sending them, him to us. Well, he, has, he has sent him through to us, and when we are born again, we, we have that Holy Spirit with us. Um, so, I think the issue is, it's a, it's a question of your character, and my desire is, we want to see the fruits of the Spirit emerge through the walk that you're walking through with Christ. Now, this issue is not about condemnation. Okay, so the issue, if you leave here with a heavy, something has gone wrong. Don't come here with a heavy. Okay, so it's not that. It's about exciting, taking your walk to a different level of, of, of relationship with Christ. And so we want to see you transformed. Okay, and sometimes what I was challenged about is that, can you see any difference between these two pictures of these two guys over here? Okay, so one's a non-Christian and one's a Christian. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes the question I have to ask, is Christianity average? And should we be average as Christians? You know, I was with a guy at school, um, and he was quite upset with me. He was saying, you know, you're talking about, even before I really became a committed Christian, I was like, you know, talking about Christianity, and he was saying, why are you talking about Christianity all the time? I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes, he is. But I said, look, you're not supposed to be quiet about it. No, you're just creating, drawing attention to yourself. And, you know. But I said, isn't that the point? You know, We're not supposed to conform to the pattern of this world. We're not supposed to look the same to the world. Because how will people ever know? How will they know about the grace of Christ, of, of what Jesus did on the cross for us? So we are not meant to be conforming. We're not meant to be spiraling away from that. As I said, we will never lose salvation. But what we can do is we can get stranded away from intimacy with God. And if I had to plot, let's say, my own Christian walk with God <laughs> over time, it might look something like that. You might have in your own head another picture of, let's say, how your own full glory, but my transformation of my character. Let's talk about don't use the word glory. Let's talk about the transformation of my character. Um, sorry? Uh, okay. I mean, what is your character looking like in that? And you'll find that what you find is that when some, for some people, that curve is relatively flat and flat. <laughs> for other people, it's very, very steep and it's fast. You know, and for all of us, it's different. Um, but my... Our desire is that we are transformed, that we don't squander years and years sitting around, you know, um, in the same 
model that we are. Yeah? We don't want that. So faith pleases God. And the Holy Spirit works through faith in this transformation process. So let's just talk, let's pull up a couple of here. So we know that the Holy Spirit is a person. We covered that in Acts. We talked about how the Holy Spirit can be grieved and how we can pray to the Holy Spirit. And I'll be honest, I think a lot, long of the way through my Christian walk, I actually kind of neglected the person of the Holy Spirit because it was too ethereal and I focused on God. I battled with Jesus as well because he had like died and gone to heaven and I didn't understand these things. And I battled to actually pray to the person of the Spirit. I could pray to God the Father quite easily. And often people identify with a different part of the Trinity. But remember they are one. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, Son and Spirit are all one. But they have got different activities. And you can pray for, you can actually speak to this person of the Spirit. I mean Steve gave the, um, talked about waking up in the morning. Come Holy Spirit, let's tackle the day today. You know, what have you got planned? You know? And so there's definitely this conversation that we should be having with the Holy Spirit as a person. Um, so Hebrews 11, verse 6, and it's an interesting verse. Okay, um, James, okay, Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith it is impossible to please God. Um, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And it's the same in, in, in essence with the Holy Spirit as well. We, are, we should have an expectation about what God has got planned for us today. But faith is an interesting thing. If you had to define faith, how would you describe it? I know there are a couple of verses that deal with faith. Do you have any takers here? What are, what are some of the elements of faith? Okay. That's the common one that we hear about. Okay. You know, the substance of things, hopeful, evidence of what, things unseen. I don't know if I got it right there. Okay. So that's a common verse that we attribute to faith. But it doesn't talk about the hardcore elements of faith in there. It talks about trusting in something that you cannot see. So there's one of the clues. But faith requires something called knowledge. Without knowledge, my people perish. If we don't know about the person of the Holy Spirit, if we don't know about God's work at, at work in our lives, if we don't know the truths and the promises that God has for us, we cannot claim those promises as our own. We cannot live in the victory because we are living in ignorance. So there's, faith requires us to have knowledge. It requires trust. Trust comes out of a relationship. Trust says, hey, you know, I trust you. I'm going to show you a couple of pictures. And then yielding. You can trust someone, but they haven't got rights over your life. I trust you, but I'm still going to do it my own way. It might say that you don't trust a person, but I'm going to give you a couple of, of pictures. So, so what do you think that picture represents? That's trust. Okay. So the little boy is jumping off. The father's catching him. No. Oh, sorry, son. Um, what do you think that picture represents? And the one at the top that says, read me, knowledge. 
<laughs> okay, it's a dust-covered Bible. <laughs> and someone's drawn on it in their finger. Read me. Okay. So, as I said, this is not about condemnation. But, but I want you to live the lives that God has told us that he, will, he has given us abundant lives to live. Lives of victory through faith. So how do we know that the Holy Spirit is at work and that we are yielding, trusting, and have this knowledge? There are certain fruits that we, we display, and the Bible talks about them. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on the fruits of the Spirit. Um, what we're going to do... Okay, so we know the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace... Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, tonight at dinner was very interesting. You know, we sat down at the table. And I've got my three daughters there. And, and I asked the question, so how do you rate us as parents? So Amy said, well, now I'll give you a six out of ten, Dad. And Anna said, no, no, it's an eight, eight and a half. And Amy said, no, man, you're sucking up, man. So, <laughs> so we, we got this, like... And we entered into a little bit of debate, you know, what is good parenting and all of this sort of thing. You know, now Holly, Holly was just like dumbfounded. But um, Holly would always give us a 10 out of 10. So that's Holly. No, we can do no wrong. Yeah? But, um, but for my hardened teenagers, it was a different story. Yeah? Uh, and, and so we said, well, why the, why the low score? Well, you're not displaying some of the fruits of the Spirit, Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, no, so we, we, we come under, this is preparation for tonight. It's very important. Yeah. So just understand that any criticism I get from you is just water for ducks back. I've, I've had the hardcore training, man. I come from the school of hard knocks. Yeah. No, but actually it was, it was done in fun and we actually were having fun and we were all laughing about it. So, so I want to do a little bit of an experiment now and, and I'm going to, what I'm going to ask, whoever comes up and volunteers, just understand that, that it's going to get uncomfortable. Okay, so I need to just say that before, before we ask for volunteers. Can I, ideally, I'm looking for couples. Can I have a, a, a volunteer also? Come on, there's a volunteer. Guys, now I have to warn you, there has to be a disclaimer on it. Come, guys. <laughs> okay, okay, we've got, we've got a couple here. Okay, I need another couple. I need another couple. I need another two couples. Come. Come, guys. Hmm? <laughs> okay, we're going to do some dancing. Okay, come, who can... I don't want to give it away. Come, guys. Are you, are you bold? Huh? What's going on here? <laughs> Come, I need another couple. Who's going to be brave? Okay, well, Heath will have to come up. Yeah, okay. Who, who else is willing? I need, I need another couple. Come, come guys. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> There's a prize. There's a prize here. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm going to make it a little bit more interesting. We're going to swap partners. Okay. Okay. We are going to, we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a go. Okay, let's have some music. I don't actually don't know. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Okay. How's it going with the... No, you come, you come with me. you with me. That's okay. That's fine. Okay. Let's go. Come, Ash. How's the music going? Just now, okay, I'm going to get you guys to hum just now. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, it's only, we're going to do 30 seconds. Let's see how this goes. Okay, are you ready? Come away with me. <laughs> Come away with me. You're doing very well. I will write you oh, come back. Okay, okay. Well done. Well done. That's it. Okay, so. Well done, guys. Thank you for... Okay. So... Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask the question. <laughs> I need extra prayer. <laughs> okay. Here's the question. Which was the couple that did well? Was it obvious? Was it obvious? Okay. And why do you think they did well? Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to these points. So, what were the three points and factors that require faith? Knowledge. You've got to know how to dance. If you don't know the steps, first of all, you've got to know that that's a waltz. It's got three beats. If you had never waltzed before, you're immediately in trouble. <laughs> the second thing is, you've got to have trust. Trust requires... So, first of all, by swapping the partners, we didn't know each other. So, Heather and I maybe could have done a bit better, and we would have done better. I know we would have done better. But, maybe... I'd like to believe he would have done better. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go to our, our marriage first dance, our wedding night. No. no, but anyway, so this issue of yielding was the third item. And the yielding requires that if you trust someone, you're willing to be led and follow. So, so in the dance, you, you're both partners, one is steering lightly, Maybe you, come and describe it, man. You, you, you guys talked about this issue of yielding as, as dancers very well. Yeah, grab the mic. Up and delegate it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the whole 
Um, just the idea of yielding is, is really important. I'll just, you can demonstrate a little bit of yielding if you like. <laughs> he's, taken, he's taken his shoes off already. He did wear his special shoes. <laughs> and so, yeah, just one of the, the little cues that, that we would use when we're dancing, it's very, they're very small cues. So if I'm heavy, the word Hans uses is heavy steering. Uh, if someone isn't, isn't yielding, he says, I know when we have danced socially before, if someone isn't, when he's danced with someone else, he comes and heavy steering. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it's, yielding is really important, otherwise you're exhausted by the end of it. And so there's really small nudges that you give, like Hans will tell you. Well, Hans can... There you go. Yeah, okay. You can... You can... Pocket. <laughs> okay. Yo, loud. So I'll talk softly. So if I go into a move, you can see my backhand here. Only that part there actually touches at the back, not the rest of the hand. And only thing it does is I slightly, I slightly just give away with pressure, and then she knows I'm going to step back. That makes sense. Okay, let's do it again. So there we go. Just there we go. And you can hardly see it. But I don't need to actually lead with anything else. Okay. But now I'm going to actually go into a step. She's not normally used to me just doing a basic step back and forward. But now you'll see as I'm going to step, I'm actually going to lift it away and bring it back. And that little cue there with my arm will actually tell her which step we're going to do. So... <laughs> okay, so I need another set of volunteers. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so what is the goal? of the Holy Spirit in all of this. Actually, the end goal really is, there's a character transformation into glory, but it's actually about intimacy and a love relationship with God at the end of the day. The Holy Spirit is, is He's designed to bring us into this intimacy, let's call it almost as part of the, of the um, that, that relationship, the Trinity. We are invited to, to, the veil has been torn. We can enter the Holy of Holies and we, that is the expectation of God, is that he wants to commune with us. He wants to be in step with us. He wants to, to, to experience that love relationship. That's what this is all about. And let's talk, I'll lead it to this. So the more we know him, the more we love him. The more we love him, the more we want to be with him. The more we are with him, the more we want to be like him. The more we change to be like him, in a sense, in terms of the character, the better we know him. And so there's an unveiling. And we, we um, as we are spending time in intimacy, our character is, we start repeating. And I'll give you another example. So Heather and I were talking about our um, kids' mannerisms. So I have this thing where if I'm trying to be smart, I'll go like this. 
And I noticed that Anna was doing it. And then the same with Amy has his own little thing. It does this like duck walk. And we, we noticed that Heath does it at times. And what we found is that our, our kids are emulating us in small little ways. And it's from relationship and through intimacy. And they understand, like today we could joke, you know, and they knew where the line was and where the line wasn't, you know. That's because we are spending time together as a family and we're busy knitting a family unit together. And that's the walk that, that the Holy Spirit is pushing us into in terms of relationship with Him. He wants us to, when He looks, we already are the image of Christ. But He's calling out all the fullness of what we are in Christ out. So it's this issue of, of having the fullness of Christ demonstrated through us. But that comes from this intimacy and yielding and trust and knowledge. So um, we are going to... First of all, I'm just going to ask, are there any questions on this? So I'd like to give you the opportunity to ask questions and if there's anything that was theologically slight of... <laughs> if, if you have any issues... On that, now's a good time. Just to ask, how did you find this illustration, by the way? Does it, does it work for you? Do you understand where we're going with this? Okay. If it's right, if you feel it, you know, it gels with your spirit. Remember, there isn't condemnation in this. You know, because there's different, at times of our lives, we have revelations that come. As the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to new things. And we move into deeper relationship with Him. So there, it's not an issue of, of Please don't get caught up, you know, I'm a bad Christian, I've lived 30 years on a flat boat, and I've been left becalmed in the ocean of the world. That is not where we're going with this at all. What we're looking for is we're looking to see you step into a new place of intimacy so that we can see all the good things, the works that God has prepared for you beforehand will come to fruition, and that you will walk in that, that. There's a special place so Fisi will know what I'm talking about. When you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, the joy that fills you up inside, knowing that you, you and God are one and that things are happening, you know, you're more than a conqueror. The world is transforming as you take a step because you're in communion with God. And that is an exciting place to be. It's the place we were meant to be. If you're out of that step and you know, God's Holy Spirit is pushing you and you like yielding and... You know, the lance doesn't look so lacquer. You know, and you're battling. And the Holy Spirit is battling to try and steer the ship. Because yeah, I don't trust you. you know, you're going to make me do something. I'll, I'll, I'll share the, We're running out of time. I'm going to go and break off now. But I'll, I'll never ever forget. Sometimes it's dangerous to pray certain prayers. I'll never forget. I was, I'd become a born-again Christian. And uh, I was at university in my second year. My first year was one of sort of, let's call it drunken revelry. My second year, uh, a friend of mine, he actually came to this church recently, he, he made a stand as a Christian, and his absolute inability to deviate from, from Christ-likeness or in any form or other, within about six months, eight of us had become born again from this guy's witness. But um, the, uh, I said to the Lord, Lord, I want boldness. Because, you know, 
uh, you know, I've got this Holy Spirit inside of me, but I'm scared of the fear of man in my life, you know. Come and give me boldness. Well, about a month later, they decided to have a Christian rally through the middle of campus at lunchtime, and they put me in front, dancing with a placard. And all my mates were sitting on the stairs. And I said, Lord, I think I've got this lesson taped. <laughs> Next year, the same thing happened. I was put in the front, told to go spritzing and dancing through the middle of campus with a whole crowd of Christians behind me. So this issue of dying to self was, was quickly... Not that the Holy Spirit works there, but I think he, God has got a real sense of humor. Um, but I, I definitely did lose the fear of man uh, in, in that, that moment. So... Look, we're going to stop now. We're going to break up. Uh, actually, the idea... Uh, let's, I'll put the questions up. Where's my controller? Okay, so this is the first question. But what, what I'd like you to do is to break up into pairs this time. Just pairs. And choose your partner carefully because I, I'm going to ask you... One of the issues of transforming character is about accountability. So, so there are many ways to, to transform your character in terms of intimacy. One of them is to keep a journal. We talked about that. Uh, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you write it down. And it's one way of keeping track of your journey with the Lord. And as you meditate on these things, you're, you, know, you, you, you start getting to understand how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Because it's about being able to hear Him. And the, the voice that comes from within. Okay. If you have an accountability partner, it must be someone who's been prepared to ask you, how is it going with your walk with the Lord? Now, there was a mighty move at one time called Mighty Men. You guys will know about it. And there it was about men having accountability partners. And actually asking. And there was a move. God used that mightily to transform the lives of men in this country and around the world. And it was an issue about accountability. Because if we account, and, and Steve will probably testify, testify that in leadership there's accountability, where people need to be able to say to you, how's it going? How's it going? Because you could be adrift in the sea, and no one knows. And that's not what God wants. He wants you in fellowship with him. He wants you victorious. And you can't get there if you're drifting around, and no one knows it. And if there's someone there who cares, it's a different story. It's not an issue of judgment because all have sinned and we've all been re redeemed by Christ. It's about how can iron sharpen iron and how can we do this thing together in fellowship. So, choose a partner. If you don't have a partner, you can come and chat to, to me. I can only take one though. Um, <laughs> or, or one of the elders or whatever, champions or someone else. And or you, are, you don't have someone that you can trust. Just come forward and we'll, we'll, we'll pray together. But ask this question. Okay, so the question is, is rate your relationship with the Spirit and try and be honest in it. It's a tough question. It might be a tough question, but it's actually it's, I think it's important that someone actually asks the question from time to time in your life. If you don't ask the question, you're never going to... Realize that you might be a frog in hot water. <laughs> How are you doing? No, this Holy Spirit person, you don't know Christ. Uh, 
do you have a trust issue? I know, Christ, but actually I'm not too sure that this is going to work out for me. And or do you have a yielding, you know, I'm, I'm a brick in the potter's hand as opposed to a piece of clay in the potter's hand. Okay, so um, I think just discuss it with your partner in terms of, of where you, you want to do a little bit of yielding trust issues or... There are only the two questions, so you can you can go back to the first question without any problem.